Good morning. It is Monday, March 4th, 8.02 a.m. Kind of slept in a little bit and finished up some of the tail end of my research. Hope you all had a good week. Um, I had a pretty busy week. As usual, it involved a lot of sewing and projects. I've got one more rat sweater to finish almost done with that um, I did make make time for a few fun things though um, went to Weeby on Valencia at 16th with with my friend Kirsty and uh, you know that it's a decent sushi place it's it's not a um, like a destination spot um, that weird waitress was there it's been there forever um and by weird i mean not very nice and somewhat intrusive and socially inept um so truly but yeah it it was delightful uh despite that and uh, then we hot-footed it over across the street to stone mill matcha and that was so good if you guys haven't been there yet go in. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, I had the uh, hojicha matcha latte, which is like the roasted green tea. And it was so good. And Kirsty had the regular matcha latte. And then we split a matcha cream pie slice. And that is, ugh. it's so smooth. It's so heavenly. I love the simplicity of the whole place it's not pretentious in there you'd think a matcha place would be pretentious but it's not it's not it's it's simple and the service is efficient and friendly unlike at both locations of weeby where there are two problematic waitresses waiters servers there um the location at 22nd in valencia there are a lot of nice servers there, but there's one, the blonde lady, who is problematic and extremely rude and intrusive. Um, perhaps you've experienced uh, snippets of her vitriol. Anyway, uh, the rest of the week was spent getting ready for the flea market. So I did the Alameda flea market with Andrew and um it sprinkled a little bit kind of more like misted but it wasn't it didn't last very long and the weather was pretty good um I made good money uh, there weren't any annoying people except for one lady who saw this handmade silk slip and it you know had a handmade lace on it hand sewn she was ooing and aahing on at it, and then when I told her the pretty reasonable price, she just like practically threw it on the ground. I was about ready to get over there and punch her in the nose, but you know what? She's just not worth it. I need to use my hands for good. Um, so yeah, that was that was good. It was it was a better turnout than last time, but I actually made a little bit more money last time, just like a hundred dollars more. So yeah, overall there were there were more vendors. 
Um, I didn't really browse around. I like to just kind of stay there and make, make money um, and have a separate day for shopping. So um, there's that. And um, yeah, it's it's been a crazy week. Um, I'm delving into more sewing projects. And then I have a few other things to, to deal with not including mending just like designing and and fabrication so it's exciting but I just wish I had more time I I went out for 1.5 Manhattans on Friday night at the Mission Bar I locked myself out of the house so I had to go down and get the keys from Amisha who works there and then I when I gave her the keys back I got a couple drinks um it was it was great. I needed to just kind of take a load off and unwind. But I honestly don't know if I can... I have time to... To indulge like that anymore, even. I, you know, one... You know, I cut it down to one day a week uh, for drinking and cocktails and stuff. But I think now I just need that time, too, so... It might be down to once a month for cocktails, which I love my Manhattans. That is that is my thing. That is something I love. Um, so maybe just once a month. La-dee-da. I wanted to talk to you guys about the Mitfords. Um, this, this is an introduction to the Mitfords. Um, and I want to talk to you about why I think it's important for people to know about them. Um, first of all, their eccentricities, all all in one family. The amount of women in the family is another reason. And the fact that they went on to do so much, they had so much impact on their society at the time. And the people that they chose to be partnered with were all pretty polarizing characters with the exception of one. So it's, you know, it's pretty interesting to me. Um, One of the things that I could relate to because I was homeschooled is that the Mitford sisters were also homeschooled and and kind of uh, had a sporadic education at that, which I, I have very little formal education myself. Uh, their parents believe that women should not receive a formal education. And um, they had one son who, he, I believe he was, he went to Eton. Um, but he was the only one out of the clan that was had formal education. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with, with that. But um, I am, I love to tell the tale of someone who, who had... Uh, that aspect of their upbringing in common. And let me tell you, uh, when you don't go to a regular school, <laughs> um, or any kind of, any kind of, even, I'm, I'm not talking Montessori, I'm talking when you are at home all the time, and you don't have much exposure to the outside world, and you pretty much just have you and your sisters, there's really good parts about it, and then there's parts that are very stifling and isolating, and they cause you to have 
a, a strange point of view until you get out into the world and it can be a little bit of a, a, a culture shock to say the least. Um, you know, it, it gives you a thirst for, for knowledge and investigating and exploring and finding out the truth and finding out facts and, and learning about the world around you. There's, that's the good part. You, you really just want to just kind of make up for lost times. The negative is, uh, choosing to revert to, to the isolation and, um, and uh, not allowing any new thoughts or new points of view in. Um, that's another thing about that I'm intrigued by with the Mitford sisters because uh, that dichotomy existed within one family because it was such a large, immediate family. There were six sisters and, and one brother. Uh, Nancy, Pamela, who went by Pam, Thomas, who went by Tom, uh, Diana, Unity, who was also called Bobo, Jessica, who also went by Decca, as she was normally known, and Deborah. They lived in a huge, kind of decaying, rambling English manor um, in Northumberland, England. Um, their father, uh, David Bertram Ogilvy Freeman, second baron of Reedsdale, uh, was a member of the landed gentry. Um, he joined the House of Lords in 1925. Their mother, Sidney Bowles, was the daughter of Thomas Gibson Bowles, and he was the, he was the founder of the Lady, which is a a, a very long running British women's magazine, weekly, and Vanity Fair, which I'm sure you guys have a copy somewhere floating around in your house. Uh. Sydney had probably a, a slightly more erudition and, and education than her husband, um, just by default of her surroundings. David Mitford was a real character. Um, he was he was born kind of just an oddball. Uh, he came from a, a very illustrious family um, with ties going back to to Norman settlers, so he probably was related to, I mean, a settler is a horrible word for this, um, you know, Norman, you know, conquerors of England, um, and I'm sure his ties probably even go back to the Plantagenet clan. He was not eaten material, uh, they tried to get him in there because his other brothers were in there, so he went to Redley and failed the exam for that, so they sent him to basically be an intern on a tea, a Ceylon uh, tea plantation. Um, he bragged about his rebellion, I guess, against intellectual pursuits. He was prone to fits of, of rage, and I'm not just talking, you know, yelling and screaming the kind where you know you see someone turn red and then purple and then just kind of pass out that's how he was um he was born he was born like that so um probably some sort of mental illness that just went unchecked and was indulged um he only read one book so he said uh jack london's white thing and he bragged about it all the time so that's why i'm making making a note of that. He also 
had a a tendency to hold grudges for a very long time. Now, he wouldn't necessarily, you know, eek, you know, seek revenge on them, but he would um, keep a list in his drawer, and uh, of all the all the people he didn't like, and um, once you get on that list, you're persona non grata. Like he just you you do not exist. Um, and I'll get in more detail with that list because there's some celebrities on there that he that he really hated. He was pretty disappointed that he had so many girls. Um, I think he was hoping to sire extensions of himself, but I feel that the girls were, they really contained a lot of their father's persona in themselves. Um, and you'll see that more as I, as I talk more extensively about them. Sydney was the more rational of, of the parents. And, uh, interestingly enough, uh, she and David, they separated, they divorced at a, at a much later time in their marriage after 35 years of marriage. And the reason for their dispute and their split after 35 years of marriage was over an ideological difference. Um, you know, they'd been through so much. They'd, they'd been through World War One, where he served as a, a lieutenant with the Boers. Um, they'd, they had raised seven children together. They had been through all manners of, of, uh, I guess hardships really because you know there wasn't really a real income coming in they had they were from an illustrious family but they were not wealthy they did not they were pretty cash poor they had land um and and they moved a couple times and David spent a lot of money building one of their manors and I think they ended up losing it so they went through a lot together but the straw that broke the camel's back was an ideological split based on Hitler. Uh, one of their daughters was obsessed with with Adolf Hitler, and we're going to get into that more when we get to her. That was Unity, uh, a.k.a. Bobo. And uh, the split was whether he would make a suitable husband for Unity that in and of itself is ridiculous, but you will, you will come to find out why, why that was, that conversation was even being brought up. It is so freaking ridiculous. Um, the mother actually thought that he would be a good partner for unity. And you know what? Even though David was not only eccentric, but he was annoying, rage prone, at least he didn't like Hitler. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. There's something that people should know, okay? About the aristocracy and and the royal family. During during the 1930s and almost in some somewhat more secretively in actually into the the first years of World War II, 
a lot of British people sympathized with the fascists. There were a lot of extreme right-wing um, parties that were, were springing up and congealing together. And they they were taken in by Hitler's, quote, magnetism. And they thought that what he was doing, quote, for the German people was a good thing. He appeared to be restoring their economy and giving them a sense of self, etc., etc. Um, and he also played on their collective anti-Semitism, which was rampant in Europe and rampant in the UK. Um, that's something, you know, the Germans, of course, were, you know, have been anti-Semitic for, you know, forever. But it was, uh, anti-Semitism was extremely ramped up in the Victorian era and, and beyond. Um, it, part of it had to do with Jewish people being close to the queen and those who wished for those said Jews position in power resented them and, and were jealous of them and feared them feared a feared a takeover um, Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli for example was very close to the queen and that scared them as someone who was not a wasp was so close to the queen and so it, it, it caused a, a you know spirals and reverberations of of fear-based hatred in people who had everything in the world handed to them they just didn't want to lose what they thought was their power but they they gave up their power as soon as they decided to um to engage in so much hatred and to align themselves with such a destructive force so and don't even get me started on the inbreeding <laughs> you know um so yeah, there is, I will talk pretty bluntly to you guys about the Mitford's political views. And there were many conflicting political views within one family. The sisters, not all of them had the same political views. We had moderates, we had conservatives, we had way, way, way left-wing, left-wing, left-leaning. Um, we had, you know, People that were changing their mind, people that had no preference, um, staunch middle of the road, all sorts of people in case. So it's a huge microcosm of, of the political disparities and conflicts that that existed at the time, of the turbulence of, of the era. So that's another, another reason why it's important to study the Mitfords. Because they were extremely influential and, and some of their influence was, was destructive and hurtful. And then others, other Mitford sisters did a lot of good for this world and brought enlightenment and joy to a lot of people. So that's another reason why it's important to talk about them. So I'm excited and I hope that you guys are too, because I love talking about the Mitfords. I like thinking about them. So it's all going to be good stuff. And I hope that you guys will tune in for each episode. Uh, 
next week I'm going to talk about Nancy Mitford, who, who wrote Love in a Cold Climate, which is probably one of my favorite autobiographical novels. If you get a chance, check it out. And if you don't like to read, just like uh, Sir Reedsdale, uh, you can always uh, look up the BBC um, version on YouTube, which is excellent. But I highly recommend you read the book because you see these girls, they had their own language. In fact, there were two languages in this one family. The elder sisters... Uh, they used Bodledidge, and the younger sisters were not allowed to speak Bodledidge. See, it's just it's just so good. It's so good. There's so much stuff. But Nancy brought a lot of joy to people, and she's a source of pride for Britishers. And we'll get into that. All right. You know, I am so busy. I've got a shoot after this. I've got to do massive shipping. I gotta go to the bank, do laundry. Oh my god, oh my god. It's Monday. I hope you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.